This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson along with Chris Salcedo from the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, the debate's in the can. What'd you think? Yeah. We're going to get well. We're going to get to uh, some of your calls coming up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll of course offer ours as well. Um, the the big overview, and I don't like to do winners and losers, but the big overview, if I had to look at it, uh, yeah. Trump came out uh, pretty well. I think he was just crushing Hillary, and then the last half hour or so, it just got weird, and he seemed randomly rambling and lost. She didn't seem good. He just seemed to melt down. Well, you were you were on record as wanting a good ass kicking for Hillary Clinton. Did she get that in your view? The first half, if I had only listened to the first half, yeah, it was it was real close. I mean, he was all over her and made good points, not just you know combative. Um, but then at the end, it was it was just rambling. And she well, had a couple of those moments early on where they were trying to talk themselves back into a good point. They're like, if I just keep talking here, I'm going to squirrel out a point here. Let me just keep uh, keep talking, and uh, and it never materialized. Yeah. Um- there there were a couple of salient points there toward the end that I thought – and actually, as a matter of fact, the last parting thought that I thought that Donald Trump made, the uh, uh, point that he made, was actually pretty good. Let me just replay this, Doc. Have a listen. Let me get you to react to this. Hold on. Well, as soon as he travels to 112 countries and negotiates a peace deal, a ceasefire, a release of dissidents, an opening of new – uh, opportunities in nations around the world. Or- she didn't do any of that. She, I think Carly Fiorina, back from the primaries, uh, uh, said it best when she said, travel is not an accomplishment. And that's what Mrs. Clinton is trying to say. She even cited testimony for her lying to America about Benghazi as and being in front of that congressional... Well, l- listen to her say it. Listen. Or even spends 11 hours testifying in front of uh, a congressional committee. He can- that's not an accomplishment. That's things that criminals do. <laughs> I mean, See, no, she's no, listening you, to us. That, no, you're right accomplishment. about it. You're right about that. The only problem is it was believable. I mean, he didn't challenge her about that. Well, actually, Lester Lester Hayes wasn't going to. Um, (laughs) Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes, excuse me. Lester Holt. (laughs) Lester Hayes is the dummy, isn't he? Lester Lester Holt wasn't going to. 
Lester Hayes, I think, was a was a, a cornerback for the Oakland Raiders. Maybe that's who it was. Um, yeah, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't going to challenge her on that. It it just floated as fact. Anything, well, any point that he brought up in the last. And this is again, I thought he did great at the beginning. This isn't saying Hillary's right or he's wrong in their points. I'm just talking about who came across. Well, the average person that is not going to be informed like you are about whether or not that's an accomplishment. If nobody brings it up, it stands as fact. She sounded well, God sounded good. Okay, but but you can you can hear the, the folks toward the end because they knew it was toward the end. They they got some applause, and I'm going to play this whole bite out with the applause to see net effect from all of this. And by the way, Ty, uh, uh, get our first guest on, would you please? Let me know when she's standing by, uh, and he, listen to the rest of the sound by folks. Talk to me about stamina. The world. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Hillary has experience, but it's bad experience. We have made so many bad deals during the last... So she's got experience, that I agree, but it's bad, bad experience. Whether it's the Iran deal that you're so in love with, where we gave them $150 billion back, whether it's the Iran deal, whether it's uh, anything you can... You almost can't name a good deal. I agree. She's got experience, but it's bad experience. And this country can't afford to have another four years of that kind of experience. We are at the... Yeah. So and so cumulatively. Yeah, but I I got that more as a um, people were just trying to that that support Trump. We're just trying to get get their tears in because she made such a good point. Well, true. But but, fans cheered. Well, exactly. But Hillary did. Hillary's folks did the same thing. Well, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Her her folks started that. So I didn't look at the applause for him at that point as being, um, you know, a, a victory or anything, because I think they were just trying to say, well, her people cheered. We got to respond <laughs> to that. Um, the first part, though, I think um, I think he, he did really well. The first, uh, I don't know, a few minutes or whatever, it's kind of a toss up. Then he went in uh, and, and really laid it out. And I was like, wow, she is she is going to come across really bad. And then all of a sudden it turned, I think, first when it got to the race section, when they started talking about race, he really did not have an answer for what to do and she was it it wasn't that she was accurate or telling the truth or her statistics were right or any of that stuff i'm just talking about the the overview of how they came across she um had a good point or or came across as having a good point she didn't of course because her only two ideas for race and policing were the police are bad they need to be retrained and we have to take your guns but she seemed reasonable unfortunately because he was not good well, see, and the thing about that, what, what struck me about that was, is this, and Lester Holt, one, one of the points that he, to his credit that he made the night that was good was, you know, this, the, the new dog whistle for the left, it's this word bias. They're trying, uh, bi- bias is, um, is, is the new racism. This is how, this is how, mm-hmm. because Hillary Clinton is struggling with, with whites in America and the vote. This is the new code word to, uh, the, their left, their leftists in the, in the African American community and in the Hispanic communities. Bias is now equals racism. And it's supposed to go, it's, it's just new dog whistle code language for the American left. But, Hil- but Hillary Clinton basically came out and said this country was racist during this inter- uh, during this uh, debate. So, hey, uh, uh, Doc, we got Scotty. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go now. Um, yeah. We'll get to see some of your calls coming up. 888 You can tweet at us. It's at Doc Thompson Show or at Chris Salcedo TX for Texas. At Chris Salcedo TX. Uh, joining us now, Scotty Nell Hughes, uh, political editor at rightalerts.com. How are you doing, Scotty? 
Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I think we just finished an amazing first debate. I think it went well for both camps, but I'm actually very proud of Mr. Trump. As that first 30 minutes, which is what most people tuned into, we saw leadership. We saw clarification. We saw specifics. We saw the weakness of the Hillary Clinton camp right now and why she's actually down in the polls. And so I'm actually very, very happy with some of the points that were made tonight. Let's face it, most people will remember one, two, maybe three ideas. But when it comes down to it, when you actually look at leadership and showing the difference, there was a clear line that that was cut between a president underneath Donald Trump and a presidency underneath Hillary Clinton. Now, in that first half, Scotty, I want to see if you picked up on this. Same thing with you, Doc. There was this artificial smile and uh, uh, this fake ebullience that Hillary Clinton, I'm just the grandma making cookies. Did you notice that the, the fake plastered smile as if she was Hillary? Don't scowl. Don't get angry. I mean, she was obviously coached. First off, uh, Scott, did you notice that? Uh, it took her all of about mm, 15 seconds to remind us that she was a grandmother and that it was her, her grandson's <laughs> second birthday. Here was the yeah. thing throughout this entire, and it, obviously she had two-a-day preparations for this. The majority of what we heard tonight were canned lines. So all she was waiting to do was kind of plug things in. <clears throat> Mr. Trump has spent the past few weeks, uh, instead of sitting there and, and, and going with these debate prep coaches and all this other, the typical politician way of handling things, he did his debate prep. By actually going out and meeting with the people, he saw the heartache, as he mentioned, in Ohio, in Pennsylvania, in Detroit, as he mentioned, all of the jobs that are leaving our country. I mean, those are 3,600 jobs that Ford, they, might, they say they're not letting anybody go. Those are 3,600 jobs that could be in America. So, yes, 3,600 Americans did not receive a job based on Ford's decision to go to Mexico. Mr. Trump has seen the emotion and the hurt of the American worker, and I think that was strongly conveyed tonight uh to those that were watching scotty you 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 really think he crushed it the whole interview or the whole debate i mean nobody's gonna sit there and go 90 minutes out and because he's not a typical politician you're not gonna see i mean because i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you 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 sound like you're just campaigning for him i mean i'm I'm, I'm just being (laughs) honest the first first, she is is a trump surrogate after all oh okay well then then you're just campaigning Um, for him because the first half of it he looked solid and he and and again i'm talking image and everything we could debate every line and for fact Mm -hmm. or whatever but the first part of it he did very well he pointed out her flaws and whatever the second half it was like he was asleep and he got his lunch handed to him well about as much lunch handed to him i I think that might be a little bit dramatic but the the key is she could sit there and spout off numbers Um, talk about fact checkers she already had things plugged in she knew where she was going to go, but her facts are wrong. I mean, she did better trying to like an infomercial for her website in her new book than she did actually talking about solutions, specific solutions besides raising tax, taxes on the uber wealthy. Uh, so, you know, what is the what are people going to remember tomorrow morning about this? What are the sound bites that people remember? Well, we look at Donald Trump and we realize that he knows America is hurting. We know that the American worker is hurting and he has yeah. a solution for helping them. That, I think, is the most important thing that comes out of tonight. Well, Scotty, right. one, of the, one of the things yeah. that, I, that I've talked to uh, with, with, with surrogates from the Trump campaign quite often is is he's rightly identifying the problem with American businesses being forced offshore. 
uh, with oppressive taxation policies from uh, a, a, the highest corporate tax rate in the world with with a tax code that looks like it was that was created by by spoiled rotten five year olds seventy five thousand page tax code that nobody has a prayer of complying with. So he was right in identifying the problem. His solution, though, instead of and he, and he touched on regulation a little bit, but th- this whole idea of forcing American companies instead of instead of making a more hospitable environment for for uh, companies that, that that seemed to be where Holt was was taking him, and he, he didn't really close that deal. And when conservatives like me hear that that Trump wants to to force companies to stay rather than make it an environment so they want to stay. That always makes me a little edgy. Well, it's Hillary Clinton that brought up she wanted to hire a special prosecutor for trade. Uh, when you talk about forced company terror, it's not necessarily putting, you know, the National Guard outside of a company to leave. It's, it's exactly what you said, creating the business environment that is not lucrative for them to go away. Uh, it, it's creating a, a better environment here, incentivizing them to keep the jobs here. Nowhere has he ever said that he would do something as in physical to keep companies here. More importantly, it's about let's stop incentivizing these companies to be able to go down to Mexico, to China, to Europe, and sell their goods back to us and keep the money in their economies and not ours. That's exactly what it is. But like I said, Hillary Clinton was the one who, for the first time tonight, I heard this and actually scared me that she would bring up a special prosecutor. Yeah. My my problem was when when Trump was talking about keeping businesses in America, he really didn't give a whole lot of answers with stuff. It was more rambling. He rambled when he talked about um, uh, race in his hotel in Florida. I mean, at times he was speaking for for minutes on end and said nothing. Well, and, and that's and that's the thing is it's a hard stage to be up, but there's no doubt. And he's not a cultivated politician. He did not have uh, coaches around him. Every no, 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 no. That's a, well. First, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You you can't say to have coaches around him because a minute ago you and other people have heralded him because he didn't take the coach. It's one way or the other. That's Either he should have been responsible. Well, no, he, no, he should have been it. responsible enough to get coaching if that's going to be an issue, or he celebrated for not having coaching and look how well he did. You can't have it both ways. I mean, it, well, it, the guy you put, you put out there 30 years. I, I tweeted out the hashtag for 30 years. What did you do about it, Secretary Clinton? You know, you, yes, you might. Well, not I asked, like I asked that question. I asked that question, too. Why, why he wasn't asking, OK, mm-hmm. what have you built? He at least built a business. She hasn't done that. So I'm with you on that. I'm just saying he didn't give the specifics when it came to how are you going to get those jobs in America? And that's a pretty fair point. Well, too. Think- the fact that the, the fact mm-hmm. that liberal politicians rely on people that actually build something that risk something their own thing hillary clinton doesn't risk thing she 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 deals with other people's money whether they be foreign governments or the, the taxpayers money she hasn't risked a darn thing in her professional career at least donald trump has risked something and has actually built something and has absolutely has that 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 going for him hey scotty nell hughes and thank you so much for carving out time for being here uh, uh, part you of our post debate coverage here on the blaze thanks scotty appreciate it um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I just want to call him as we see him here. I'm looking for campaigns on on either side. I'm saying um, the, the the parts specifically that we can say people failed with their stats or their ideals, absolutely we'll call them out. In general, when people say, hey, who won, who lost, how did it go? I thought Trump was tremendous. In fact, I even tweeted out that Hillary's on her way to losing this thing. And then all of a sudden it turned when they got to race, and from there on out, she really had him back on his heels like he did her the, the first uh, part of the debate. 
I got I got the impression and this was the, 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 the pre-debate analysis was would Hillary Clinton be able to get into Donald Trump's skin? And I think there's evidence that that mm. did happen at some point. I don't know but what it also, was, but she did. Yeah. But there's also evidence that the reverse happened. Uh, he he called her out and hit her on some on some points that I don't think any other Republican politician would even would ever even go there. Much less. And I thought Trump delivered. Uh, and I, I've got a couple of these soundbites that I pulled out. Maybe I'll get them in the next hour here as our coverage continues. Yeah, I'll tell you what we'll do. Well, let's open up the phone lines because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people had comments that we're not going to get to. You think I'm wrong. You think uh, somebody else is wrong. You think they were wrong. Let us know. 888-900-3393. Again, 888-900-3393. Or tweet at Doc Thompson Show or at Chris Salcedo TX. We also got Ty Johnson spinning the dials, radio style force in New York City tonight. It's at Ty Johnson News. And uh, we'll get to your comments. I mean, we're going to offer you ours, but we want to hear what you think as well. Um, Did either candidate look better than the other one? Did they do what they needed to do? Um, I'm not sure there was a clear-cut winner or they changed a whole lot of minds with this, but it's interesting that there were some fireworks. All right, coming back in just a minute, your calls and tweets on this, the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of The Debate, the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson along with Chris Salcedo covering the debate tonight. All right, what did you think? I mean, there's a lot of it to to discuss. We can discuss individual issues, individual topics, but I also want to get a general overall performance of how you think each candidate did. And the best way to do it is probably to open up the phone lines, 888-900-3393. We'll get to your calls coming up. Also get to some of your tweets. Um, but um, we also want to um, discuss um, some of the particulars where you think Hillary was vulnerable, Chris, and likely will be vulnerable in the future. You know, because we've got a couple more debates to go. Yeah, the emails. Uh, She was clearly uncomfortable, especially when they started talking about Donald Trump releasing his tax returns. I I honestly don't think that the the vast majority of Americans give a hoot 
about Donald Trump's uh, tax returns, but they are they they want to know what was in those emails that she deleted. And when he put and, and I, like I said, it's, that was one of those things. I don't know that any other Republican out there is would have done it in quite that way. You know, what I wish Donald Trump would say is, you know what, and when you release your 33,000 emails that you deleted, why don't you also release the, the context of those speeches that you made before Wall Street wow, when yeah. you were telling your supporters one thing and you were telling Wall Street something You know else. what that was? I think Lester Holt did a pretty good job. The, my one criticism, though, I mean, they did bring up Donald Trump's taxes and also um, something else that was an issue of his. I'm just blanking on it. Um, another issue of his Oh, the birther thing. The birther. You know, well, yeah. yeah. So they well. brought up those, but he really didn't bring up Hillary's email. He brought those up after Trump said them and, and didn't say, what about those email? Damn it. Let me get, you know, he was like, would you care to comment on that? I mean, yeah. that was the best. So honest I, and trustworthiness. What didn't come up in this debate. And that's and, and, and now that I think back, Lester Holt was saying, you know, we didn't get to all the issues. I'm sure the other debates will. But I no, wasn't going to so. I, I wasn't going to go there. Because, and you know why? I think Lester Holt was afraid. Oh, of, to make it look biased because he's a quote unquote Republican. That issue. No, up. well, maybe that, but also okay. look at look at the flag that Matt Lauer got oh, for yeah. being tough on the emails mm. and not letting our. And, and of course, we there were tons of revelations that just got released last Friday that we all found out about today, Doc, about Obama's pseudonym that he uh, uh, had Cheryl Mills immunity, and uh, the fact that the IT guys inside of uh, Hillary Clinton's I, uh, her IT circle referred to the deletion of her emails after 60 days as Operation Hillary cover-up. They called it a cover-up inside. Oh, this was yeah. released. This is from the FBI. Mm-hmm. So Holt had all weekend. He could have stayed up on this, but he didn't go there. And I think it's going to lead a lot of folks to, to saying that, well, and I, I guess Lester Holt just – Really likes his job there at NBC Nightly News at the Brian Williams Network and didn't want to didn't want to step afoul. And he also this caught me a little off guard in this in this weighing in and that, that Trump supported the war. I mean, the body of evidence is clear to me anyway, that he he wasn't a big fan of the Iraq war. And I'm a guy who supported the Iraq war. Right. And, but but Trump was never with me on that. And and I uh, the, the fact that Lester Holt got up there and declared it doing the Hillary Clinton campaign a favor, I think was um, was a no-no. All right, we got a bunch of people want to comment. First of all, we're going to bring the chairman of the Libertarian Party, Nicholas Sarwark. Sarwark. Sorry, Nicholas, I always have trouble with that one. No problem. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this because we, we recognize that the Republican Party is divided at this point, and one of the divides is conservative versus libertarian as well as alt-right versus others. So what, what's your take on the, uh, the debate tonight? Gary Johnson won. <laughs> Gary Johnson won, okay. Not being in that room where the same attacks just got passed back and forth, where they stepped all over the moderator, where, you know, the argument was which one of us is least trustworthy. Um, I think Gary Johnson won, and from the reactions that I was seeing from the live tweeting from, from people watching the debate, as well as the live tweeting from Twitter headquarters from Gary Johnson. I, I actually saw a reporter. I know a reporter in Illinois who has a radio show mm-hmm. about halfway through the debate said, I can't take anymore. I'm turning it off. I guess I'll have to, you know, finish watching it tomorrow on YouTube, but I just, I can't watch anymore. That you was, 
did did you that was the uh, attitude was there any takeaway from donald trump where you thought okay this guy this guy made some really solid points I mean, rhetorically, he sticks to his talking points. Um, I caught a little bit on the radio driving back from a, a Johnson supporter's house uh, after our, our event at Hofstra. And I looked over to the regional coordinator and I said, you know, this guy hasn't used more than the same 30 words in the last 15 minutes. I mean, he just says the same words over and over and over and over and over again. And so we really didn't get anything new out of this debate because they're just repeating the talking points that they've been giving in speeches, that they've been having through their surrogates. Um, you know, I mean, I guess the, the Republican candidate brought up the fact that he supports uh, violations of the Fourth and Second Amendment, stopping and frisking and confiscating guns, that he supports, you know, confiscating well, wait a minute. Has the, or has that taking been, away has, gun rights for secret government lists. Like the well, wait a minute. Has that been, well, that, that was adjudicated it. by one judge in, in New York and could have been pressed. And many, many observers said that stop and frisk was within the confines of the Constitution. And if gone to the higher courts, it probably would have been upheld. But Bill de Blasio, the communist who runs New York City, didn't want to pursue it because, uh, as you mentioned, he doesn't like guns very much. Um, when, and when the Republican says stop, frisk, and confiscate, that means stop, frisk, and confiscate. And the fact that I'm a life member of the NRA, and the fact that the NRA endorsed a guy who's now calling for people to have their guns confiscated the same way that they did in New Orleans, the same thing that they were mad about after Katrina, sickens me. Chris, what do you, what do you think? Do you, do, you, do you think Donald was uh, – do, do you think stop and frisk is a violation, Chris? I do not think stop and frisk is a violation, in particular because you don't stop, frisk, and confiscate somebody without cause. If they have a permit inside of New York City to carry that weapon, they're able to do so. It commensurate with the, the laws that are passed in that particular state. Now, I believe that I, I would love to have uh, open carry in, in every single state. Uh, as a matter of fact, there are only five states right now in our union uh, to date that are, are backward enough to deny people open carry or, at, at the very least, concealed carry. But at the same time, those are the laws. And within, if you're operating within the laws, if you don't like the laws, fight to get them changed is what I've always advocated. But, about, if, if you're, but, but stop and frisk, and if, you're, and if you're allowed to carry a weapon, you should be able to continue on your way. And that's what the, the policy of, of, of Rudy Giuliani inside of New York City had. If you did not lawfully possess a weapon, you didn't get to keep the weapon. So the gun control thing. Uh, well, no, it's a, it's actually a law a law and order kind of thing. But, but folks would would like to, to think of it that way, as long as it's consistent with what the states. And again, you know, uh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you being a libertarian leaning guy would love to have some of the states have more control rather than the federal uh, the federal government control over them. And you, you assume incorrectly, sir. Well, oh, oh okay. Well, then, uh, then, then uh, I'm the more of a, I'm more of a states' rights guy. Yeah, the Second Amendment is in the federal constitution and supports a right to keep and bear arms. Stop and frisk was implemented in New York City for Rudy Giuliani to take guns off the street because New York has terrible gun control laws. And your candidate, the Republican candidate, is directly quoted as saying you would stop them, you would frisk them, and you would confiscate the guns. And then he clarified, oh, I would just do that in Chicago. But then tonight he said, no, we're going to do it nationwide. So he wants to confiscate guns, 
I don't I understand. I don't how think that's NRA accurately representing the, the Trump position, because if you're yeah, lawfully if you're if yeah. you're lawfully holding on to a gun, Donald Trump doesn't want to take away guns from law abiding citizens. I don't think that's I don't think you're accurately portraying his position. Chris, what about this? I, I did have a problem. And stop and frisk is, um, is some red flags to me. I, I want to make sure there's some due process and probable cause, certainly. And I'm not sure that's always been established. But um, I, I kind of understand both sides of it. But when Donald Trump said he supported the no-fly list, banning people on the no-fly list from having a gun, that was a huge red flag for yeah, me. Yeah, that, that, I, got, I got to admit, too. that uh, th- Just this, because th- we don't know what the, the parameters are. Well, not only that, you don't know how you get on these lists, and, and quite frankly, as, yeah, as Steve Hayes can attest, is it it took a sit down with the, the the DHS secretary on Fox News on national television to get him off of that list. The idea that there is that, that especially in the era of Obama, where government is used as a weapon against the people, mm-hmm. uh, where you could be thrown on a list at, and because you're somebody's political enemy, and you could be denied those rights. Nicholas, what do you think? I think that that's. Um that's something the Libertarian Party has been opposing, um, and Gary Johnson opposes, and that's another example of how you have them in violent agreement on the debate stage tonight, and those people who really defend the Second Amendment and believe that you can't take fundamental rights with secret government lists didn't have a voice on the stage, the same way that military voters didn't have a voice, independent voters didn't have a voice, young voters didn't have a voice. And it just, you know, it makes a mockery of our democracy when this thing that's supposed to educate and inform eliminates a candidate that 76 percent of the American people want to have on the stage. And I Gary think- Johnson, Gary Johnson uh, is in favor of of what well, he called IPP, but actually it's, it's actually TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership negotiated by Barack Obama and with Mr. Obama's track record of negotiating anti-American deals that advantage our enemies and our adversaries. How can how can Gary Johnson in good conscience support a trade deal that that Barack Obama has put together uh, uh, that mo- will most certainly because we haven't been a, a very secretive deal because we haven't been uh, privy to all the details about this, but is most certainly going to disadvantage the United States of America. How can he be in favor of such a deal like that? You know, the Libertarian Cato Institute took the time that probably neither of you or, or myself to be completely honest, have done to read all of the chapters of the TPP, and they scored each individual chapter as to whether or not it increased free trade and increased freedom or decreased it. And on net, they found that it was actually supportive of free trade. There are about five chapters that are bad, I think 10 or 12 that are good, and like another seven that are kind of, uh, you can't even really in that chapter of the trade agreement decide. Yeah, I saw I saw so, the same know, analysis. Who writes the agreement doesn't who writes the agreement doesn't matter. It, it is, it's either pro free trade or it's anti free trade. And the problem with these very large treaties is there's so many special interests and corporate cronies in the room doing this this horse trading. Oh I agree. That you really have to look at the entire thing after the fact and figure out whether it's good or bad. You know it's kind of a red herring because the thing's already it, it's kind of done. Well, you know, I saw the Cato analysis. And, you're, you're, I saw the Cato analysis that you're talking about, and frankly, I, I, I looked at it and I, I thought it was an indictment on Barack Obama. And of course, giving, uh, saying that that Barack Obama's uh, administration that pushed and developed this thing it didn't matter. Well, it, it does matter because the people that had access to this administration don't necessarily have this country's best interests at heart. 
Yeah, right. I think the, the the bigger thing on that is has to be the fact that you know the the Democratic nominee was supportive of it um, while she was a member of the administration, and when she was losing in the primary to the senator from Vermont, decided that she she doesn't support it again, and you know, but both of those candidates have taken pretty much every position on every issue over the course of their political career, which is why nobody trusts them. All right, Nicholas, thank you so much for your uh, for your insight. Appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you for having me on. Have a great Nicholas night. Nicholas Sarwak, chairman of the Libertarian Party, for uh, an interesting take on it or whatever. Um, Chris, before we get to uh, Michael Palka, he's going to be joining us in a second. I want to run down early in the debate some of the really alarming things that Hillary Clinton said. Um, within seconds, she brings up her grandkid, daughter, mm. son. I don't remember what it is. So she's yeah. playing the same game. But in that first statement, within a minute or so, she starts talking about the economy and she goes to the whole anti-trickle-down thing and I'm going to go ahead and pander to people, higher minimum wage, and we know all the failures with that stuff. But she floated something that I don't know if, if most people will talk tomorrow and it may be the most alarming thing when she suggested that there be a mandated profit sharing. Yeah, see, every Hillary started out of the gate on this stuff with government centered this government. Government's yeah. going to tell business what to do. Government's going to that. Yeah, we're going to tell businesses how they need to, to profit share. This is what I want to do, and it, it was it was alarming. I was like, wow, yeah, no, 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 this woman. I'm sorry, she didn't use the word mandate, but that's the only thing you could mean when you're like, we want to raise minimum wage and we're going to do this and we need uh, more profit sharing. And but okay, how are you going to incentivize people as the government? Are you going to go in there and suggest it to them? No, she wants something forced by the government. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely concur. And that that sent up a lot of warning, warning, warning. And as a matter of fact, I tweeted out about about that in the very beginning. Here we go. Uh, government uh, government responsible for creating the problem. According to Hillary Clinton, the government's responsible for fixing the problem. They never do. All government does is take care of government. And we this is what you and I went uh, over in the pre-show that this this is this is pretty much the 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 standard operating procedure for folks who make a political career or make a career, rather, out of being a politician, it's just guaranteed uh, 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 job security. If if we could educate the people, if people were educated about this stuff and understand it, if I could sit down with every American for 20 minutes and explain stuff like the minimum wage and mandated profit sharing, it would have been over. It would be done. That Just those statements alone, yeah. would, she would not be elected president. But unfortunately, the masses... Do not make a lot of money. That's right. Those companies making so much money. I need more of it. And unfortunately, that's how it'll play. Let me bring in uh, Stunt Brain. At Stunt Brain on Twitter, it's Mike Opalka joining us now. Hello, guys. Did hey. you catch that stuff at the front, the mandated profit sharing and the I female did, wage she's gap? Been, she's, she's been talking about that forever. This has been part of the base that she has led with. It's pure progressivism. It's nothing new. But the the interesting thing is it plays well uh, to the center of the oh, the yeah. socialist democratic base. But she never explains how they're going to do it. She never says, and unless you're talking about government confiscation, uh, I don't know how you get it done. And that that's the biggest thing. They complain about Trump not having specifics, and he certainly can be seen as having a problem with that. But when she comes out and says we're going to make everything fair – but then never explains how 
there's the problem and there's the opportunity that I think is missed by Trump and, and anyone else who faces her in the debate. I think he did great on NAFTA, though. He was he was great on, on NAFTA. NAFTA, but, you know, uh, it's hard to it's hard to focus on the good points. Uh, I tend to think what are the uh, teams going to use for commercials? So what would his side use and what would her side use? Now, he he hasn't bought too much commercial time yet. But we're hearing that he's committed to a massive purchase of spots oh, in these oh. last six weeks. She, I guarantee you, will make a commercial out of the two points. One where he, uh, she said something to him about not paying federal income taxes. And he said, and that, that makes me smart. smart. Right. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a commercial. And then when she talked about him not paying income taxes and saying, that zero for the troops, zero for schools, zero for seniors. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a key point. And I think that's where Clinton will make hay. I, I said it before, and I'm sticking to my prediction. I think she wins on points. There were no knockouts scored tonight. By no, the way, I, I think you're of, right. Chris, I got to ask you about that. The failure, though, at the, towards the end when Trump started playing the victim, when he was like, what you said was not nice. You're running yeah. commercials yeah. that are saying things about me. And, you know, there were some things I could have said about your family, um, some things. And you know what he wants to say. Your, your husband's been doinking around and you may be a lesbian, right? I mean, he's going to, you exactly. know what he's saying there. And he goes, but I'm nice and you're not. I, and he just kept doing it. I'm going, what are you talking about? Is this third grade? I know I, it, that that doesn't play well, but I mean, at least with, with people like, uh, like us who, who, Eat, breathe, and, and drink this stuff, but I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait to see how this digests out there in the ether of how uh, uh, just common everyday Americans view that. And, and you know what? I, I I've got to say this. I was left I was left with the inescapable uh, impression that Hillary Clinton didn't didn't ing- she didn't move the needle at all. She but didn't, Mike, she, she didn't have to, did she? No, no, she no. did. No, she did. She she had she had to get the she, a, a particular deficit with white males and with uh, with uh, the the white middle class individuals, which she is having a hard time wrapping up. I don't think she she didn't look endearing. She didn't look like she really gave a damn about about them, other than some lip service there toward the end. I I, I just don't think that she she changed any hearts or minds at all. And she needed to move the needle because right now she is going on a downward trajectory. I don't think she reversed anything, guys. I don't even think she staunched the bleeding. That's a Mike, tough one. I, you, you I still think she wins tonight on points. I, I don't think she needed to go in and score a massive win. I think Trump needed to. And until you get to the, the deciding factor for so many folks like me, is going to be the Supreme Court, and nobody got to that tonight. This was interesting. You're right; they didn't. That didn't yeah, come up at all. that never came up. Yeah, where Lester Holt may be saving that, or the debate next moderator, may, next moderators may be saving it. We never got to that. We barely touched on Second Amendment. We bare, and you know, we were talking about keeping people safe, but there, Holt was focusing on uh, the economy and jobs and and bringing manufacturing back in the early part of this. But uh, Doc and I were having a side chat during the debate via text message, and I think we both agreed that about an hour and 10 minutes into this, Trump looked like he ran out of gas. And yeah, for my money, Hillary looks strong tonight. 
I have to, everything gun to the else head, we've I give seen. A, gun to the head, I, I, I'd say it's a, roughly a tie if you had to. I think Trump won the first half. Hillary probably won the second half. I think um, Hillary probably just had had to maintain a statesmanlike look. Um, Trump was trying to gather that. I think she did it. So probably a tie. Chris, you give uh, the edge to Trump. No, I, I, or you, I, you like, I no. I know I actually, it's hard to win. You know, to yeah, win, I, I'm I'm having a real hard time saying anybody really won this thing. Mm-hmm. What I what I can say is that I think Trump Trump took a couple of steps in a direction he needed to go okay. to reassure some people. He had a really low bar. Let's let, let, let's let's remember it. He had a very low yep. bar because uh, the expectations were so low for him. She's a 30-year politician who's been in public life forever. And Trump's, Trump's every single time he landed that point about, you've been doing this forever, and, we're in, and, and the country's a basket case. How can you make the case that you're the solution? I'm the, new, I'm the new kid, the new solution here. He drove that point home, and I, think, I, I don't think Trump slammed this away tonight by any stretch of the imagination. But Hillary Clinton didn't like I said she didn't turn things around for her prospects whatsoever and I think Trump made some baby steps toward toward reassuring those that maybe they could, could see him in a position of power as the president the most obvious um statement the most accurate statement that Hillary Clinton gave all night I think was when she quoted Michelle Obama saying that uh when when they go low we go high and president Obama went high and I said, yes, yes, you're right. He did go high many, many times. President Obama has gone high many, many times. Do you agree? Yes. Well, we all know the, the, the reference to the, uh, the, of course, his biography that talked about him going. But you know what? Hillary Clinton, before she said that, also lied. She said that Obama was a man of great integrity. And nobody, nobody believes that for a second. All right, tell you what, uh, we're going to get your calls coming up. 888 thirty three ninety three. That's 888-900-3393. And Robin Walensky joins us from the Blaze Newsroom for her analysis of what happened during this debate. This is your post-debate wrap-up from the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Doc Thompson along with Chris Salcedo, Mike Opelka, and also Ty Johnson spinning the dials, radio style in New York City. This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis. The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to a special post-debate presentation. Reactions and analysis from the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, I'm Doc Thompson, along with Chris Salcedo. We'll get some of your calls coming up. But first, joining us from the Blaze Newsroom, Robin Walensky. Hey, Doc. What's up, R? <laughs> RW is on LI. I'm on Long <laughs> Island. I was actually here at, in at Hofstra for the debate and talked to students for most of the day and night. Um, I have to tell you that uh, Fox News, the Chiron, is saying that the debate was fireworks. I actually think the opposite. I thought it was dull. I thought it didn't meet expectations, and I don't think it's going to move the needle a hair. I think that uh, the people who are Trump supporters are most likely going to be disappointed. But, uh, you know, the people supporting Donald Trump want him to go to Washington and, uh, you know, knock down the door, turn over the table. 
I think that Hillary supporters quite, and I think that Hillary supporters, quite frankly, are just happy that she didn't uh, cough or, God forbid, have a seizure. Seriously, Interesting. And I don't that's mean a, that as a joke. A, no, no, you're right. That's a really good analysis, Robin. Shockingly, from you, it's it's uh, quite. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, a couple of good points right off there. You're right. The Trump people want him kicking teeth in, and I saw something uh, according to little dials. In fact, um, Ty, maybe you can help me out with this. Um, who was it that was mentioning where, where you see whether or not the people viewing it liked what what they heard? They they twist the dial. And it said uh, Hillary did better with her people than Trump did with his. Is that basically the idea? Absolutely. I, and, and that's kind of the feeling here on Long Island. Um, we were kind of in the overflow room, a lot of the media. And, you know, the mainstream media, as you know, is about 95% liberal. So, of course, they're all in the tank for Hillary. Sure. But honestly, I, I just looking at it completely objectively, she actually looked good. She really, as we say, as we ladies say, she cleaned up nice for this event. Uh, there was no coughing. She not once did she pick up a cup the, the glass of water that Donald Trump was sipping from. Interesting, and, you know, you're she right. Nice. It, she she looked nice in the red pantsuit. I mean, I really study body language in, in these things. I'm I'm not so. Oh, did we lose her? Oh, I think. Oh, yeah, we lose her. Yeah, we lose her. Hang on, hang on. Okay, I guess not. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, well, you know, no, Chris, I, that's, sh- that's sh- a sh- good point, good though, yeah. about um, about Trump's people. They they want to kick teeth in. Hillary's people want her, like like she said, to just kind of get through the thing. But neither one of those matter because you're just playing to the people in the middle. That's who it matters, right? Exactly. And you know what? I didn't. Uh, if if we're just judging on the uh, on typical debates that we're used to, this mm-hmm. wasn't a typical debate. I mean, Trump was all was all over her. Wouldn't wouldn't let her get some of these lies in. That that typically would be well, yes, yeah, so well, that's just not entirely accurate. You know, it wasn't a a Barack Obama Mitt Romney debate. It mm-hmm. was it, it was it was far different from that. But at the same time, I I think there is a bit of disappointment out there, and I, and it was I was I was alluding, alluding to this before the break that uh, th- that I don't think I mean Trump in my estimation had some baby steps in the right direction, but there was really no big needles moved. I mean. Hillary Clinton, her achievement was no coughing and standing up straight for 90 minutes. And that, whew, got by with that one. I mean, and that's a victory. And that, that's what well, we, that's, that, honestly that's, that's what the she bar. had to do. That's, that's what's so ridiculous about uh, it. There you go. And there you go. Um, by the way, uh, one of the things that um, Hillary failed on tonight that was clearly, if you were paying attention, one of the things they tried to accomplish was the trickle down. She was yes. going back to the old Democrat and left talking points of trickle-down economics. Trickle-down, and she called it Trump-down or Trumped-up or whatever it was. Yeah. But she used that phrase a couple of times, trickle-down. She went to it at different points. Clearly in her prep, her people said, we've got to brand him with this because it's worked in the past. Well, you've got whole generations that don't understand what that even means, what it references. They have no concept. And for whatever the reason, it just wasn't sticking to Trump. She tried it. It was not working. Right. And trickle down economics is what they used to call Ronald Reagan's uh, economy. And notice she didn't link. Yeah, she didn't link uh, the the Ronald Reagan success story, his success economy with trickle down economics. They called it trickle down economics until it started working. 
Uh, it's like they called it Reaganomics until it started working. They didn't call it Reaganomics anymore. Hey, right. Doc, we, we, we're you know we've, yeah. we've heard from we've heard from a Republican surrogate tonight. We've heard mm-hmm. from a, a Libertarian surrogate tonight, sure. and I, I want to bring in somebody that uh, is is representing the Democrats. Uh, Tamara Holder is a good buddy of mine. And she's uh well she takes no prisoners when she gives political analysis pulls no punches <laughs> she's on she's on a sports show it's a, it's called the uh, it's called Sports Court right Tamara is that the name of the show it's brand new right Yes it yes. is uh it's Sports Court on foxnews.com Yeah I figured yeah. since I'm not going to be able to get a show as a democrat on the network I got to make something else up <laughs> well, it's, nice well, for, well, I guess I guess the first question. So there you go. It's Tamara Holder, everybody. And make sure you check out uh, Sports Court. And she also does political analyst, uh, analysis and she's also an attorney and, and a Democrat. So first blush, what were your takeaways from the event tonight? Well, are we talking about Monday Night Football or are we talking about the space? <laughs> now, what were you watching? <laughs> See, now, what were you were you watching? Were you flip? Did you have split screen? Were you watching Monday Night no. Football? No, 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 I didn't. I watched the entire debate. I didn't. Okay. I didn't flinch. I even watched some analysis, <laughs> and then I flipped over to uh, to Monday Night Football, and I saw that it was thirty two forty five or something ridiculous, and I thought, oh my god, another <laughs> another epic fail. So. Um, <laughs> Anyway, well, to, to answer your – go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say, well, you know, the ESPN's ratings are kind of uh, failing anyway, but that's for a whole different story. That's the whole Kaepernick embrace. So, what, again, first thought, uh, first blush, what was, your, what was your feeling on what was going on with the Democrat, uh, the, your, your, your candidate, I'm assuming, in this debate? Well, sure. Well, let, let me just give this disclaimer because if, if, for those who are listening and, and may know me from my work on Fox News um, and, like you said, Democrat – I am, am in the camp with so many Americans that I'm not particularly thrilled with Hillary Clinton as a candidate. I find her veracity and trustworthiness and, and all of those things to be um, questionable, just like everybody else. And I'm not a, a, a complete defender of her just because I'm a Democrat and she's a Democrat. Um, when Donald Trump announced his candidacy, I, uh, I, I wanted to support him. I, I wanted something new, just like everybody else in America. That being when, said, when you, when um, you say and, when you say new, real quick, did you part of was part of that the outsider, the DC outsider? Is that what you were going for? Not necessarily a DC outsider. I think that um, that Rand Paul is um, you know has some of those qualities. Now I'm not sure. saying I'm, I'm a huge fan of his, but but and Bernie Sanders, you know he he's not he's not a DC outsider. So there are definitely people who are um, have different insurgency type um, qualities. So, so no, um, but, but I have wanted to see Donald Trump succeed this entire time. And, um, and excuse me, if you heard the flushing of the toilet behind me, my, my caveman boyfriend doesn't, isn't really paying attention to the fact that I'm on the radio. But anyway. <laughs> um, Happens to me all the time. So, <laughs> could you please not? Jeez. Anyway. So, uh, so, so look, um, I think that, so I, the reason why it's very important that I say that because I'm not coming in this with a just Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Still, I think that Donald Trump completely failed tonight. He, um, and I watched some of the, uh, analysis. He, he did look good in the beginning. Um, because as I heard in your, before I came on, the, the trickle down and some of those things that just have nothing to do with America and a new America and the millennials. 
Nobody really cares about that language. But he just, he failed. His, 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 his talking points, his one-liners, all of that stuff is not suitable for a debate in front of 100 million people. If you're talking about the 100 million, you're talking about a Super Bowl. You have to be prepared in every corner of, of the arena. You have to look good. You have to act good. You have to say good. You have to do all those things. And they have to all come together. And they just didn't come together for Donald Trump. I think what, he are, thought what areas that everything... do you think he did better in? Um, I think that, let's see, I think that he, he in the beginning, hit her hard on, um, on trade. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you think he, he did think well there? He, he did he did okay, but then he like went on later on about Japan or something, and you know he's just, uh, the other thing that is was really bothersome to me um, for purposes of background. I've worked in the inner city in Chicago for ten years. I um, I worked in I'm a criminal defense attorney. I work with pardons people who need a second chance, not people who've been in prison, but people who have a felony conviction from a hundred years ago for a nonviolent crime who aren't black, who are white, and they just want to get to get to Canada or they want to work on the Keystone Pipeline or they want to go to Mexico. They want to coach their kids' basketball team. And, and Donald Trump said these things that I'm not going to say are racist, but were just so, they were blanket statements. Like you're going to, you get, you get shot. Black people are getting shot. Um, he could have said things better. He could have blamed the Democratic mayor, Rahm Emanuel. I would have liked that. Uh, do you, do you think, do you think like they him. were racist, the things he said? Was he dancing around being racist, trying not to be? I, I don't want to call Donald Trump a racist. I don't want to go into the gutter. I'm really trying to analyze what he's trying well, to no, do. No, and, and, I think and, that, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to, you know, to just call names. I, just, I, I'm, I really try to understand people on the left. Do you really think people like Donald Trump are, are racist in, well, like his original comments when he kicked off his campaign and mentioned the people from Mexico? It's been spun to immigrants are all murderers and rapists, and what he said was there are some bad people that come from Mexico that happen to do these bad things. But Which it's been spun be as racism. Do you, yeah, exactly. Do, do, do you think he's probably a racist? No, I, no. Okay. And I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go there. I do not yeah. think he's a racist. Okay. Um, and I actually liked what Hillary Clinton said. She said that we all have certain feelings. It's not just on it, 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 that there, there are issues that scare us. Just like there's nothing wrong with saying if you see a, see a Muslim that's dressed in certain attire, that's getting onto a plane, we all have that feeling or most of us have that feeling of, oh, my gosh. And it's not racism. It is a fear in America. It's, it's, it's a fear not of Muslims. It's of our security. It's of all the things that we all believe. And if we get, if we get to that understanding that we agree, regardless of political differences, that we, are all, we all want to put food on the table for our children and we all want to be safe, yeah. how do we do that? 
Well, Tamara, you brought up that this one particular point of the the debate, and and it caught my attention, too, because Hillary Clinton was asked point blank by Lester Holt about her evaluation of police officers. And this this new term of bias has come out, which is which is a polite way of saying and Hillary Clinton indicted the whole country. This country is full of people with bias. And that's just another way of, in my view, anyway, of saying that there's a whole bunch of people out there who are racist. I, I, I think that that's a, a big stretch of the Laffy Taffy. I think that we are full of bias. I mean, look, go to the Twitter feed. There are people that it, people have these crazy, and I'm not saying crazy in a negative way. Americans have become so afraid of each other and so afraid of, of, of others that are not like them um, for justifiable reasons. And, 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 you know, I would be afraid for my friend or for my, um, a, 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 you know, a young child of mine. Well, I don't have a young child, but you know what I mean? To walk into the inner city in Chicago and feel safe. Um, yeah, that's but that's that, but that's not a, that's not racism against against people. It's it's economic. I mean, that's that's how I feel. No. My problem is though that when I express something like that, it's assumed I'm a racist because I'm a white Christian male. That's my frustration. That if you really yeah. want to get beyond this stuff, then we have to stop being politically correct. I mean, it's okay to notice biases. Everyone's going to have them about about left handed, right handed, uh, short, tall, fat. It doesn't mean they're wrong. Well, then, but then. I believe that the the question was just Hillary indicted the entire country by saying we all have we all have a bias we all have biases. Well, it's it was in the context, uh, Tamara. It was in the context of what she has just done with that with that Tulsa police officer, who, by the way, is now facing is facing criminal charges. But Hillary Clinton said it was a clear before the an investigation has even been concluded is saying this is a clear case. Uh, of a white woman shooting a black man because of this bias that, that that exists out there. It's another. It's it's code, in my in my estimation, for somebody saying this is that, that it's just it's just racism. And and it's another creative way that, in my view, that the left has has tried to tar and feather again once again the right with with this racism charge. Okay. Well, look, I'm not going to go on the blaze, which is a a, a right. Not wing. I don't like saying right wing, which is a conservative <laughs> network. Yeah. And and get into a fight about the left where I'm going to lose. I've been doing that for my entire career on Fox News, where I am in a conservative audience where everything I say is wrong. I'm not here to. No, we didn't say, say everything you said. I didn't say wrong. you were saying. No, we actually but, agree with but, you on a couple of things. But but but, but I'm, I'm just but saying, and, and I'm and I'm calling Hillary Clinton to task for this because again, it's. It's it's this narrative out there that it, here we are in America uh, today, and America has been under the control of, of the Democrat Party, and and I and I think by I think this is a fair thing to say that race relations are incredibly strained right now in the United States of America, and it's it's come after eight years of Barack Obama and, and his particular style of governance and 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 the language that, that has been put out there by those in leadership, I don't think has been particularly helpful. Can can, can we agree on that? No, I no, I, I and this is the thing. I mean, I thought I thought this was going to be a debate, a conversation about the debate in, in the in the well, four sure. corners of the debate room. But let, let me just say something. I'm not going to sit here and and go into a fight about well, it's about eight years of Obama because I truly believe that what what um, George Bush did to this country, spending billions of dollars by going into a war, 
and, and, and our housing market collapse, all of these things, when you are in a hole and you have to dig yourself out, mm-hmm. you can't just say, well, where's the progress? Well, why, why aren't we in the sky? Why, why didn't we get the plane off the ground? Well, the plane was in 12 feet under, and no, we just got, no. it took eight years to get to the ground. Now we're going to try to get up. And that's truly how I feel. Eight years Again, is ridiculous to claim this. Eight, eight years is insane to say that. And by the way, when you look at the real numbers, not the ones that the government manipulates of unemployment, we are nowhere near where we should be. At some point, Obama has to own the economy. It's been eight yeah. years. And, and of course, Tamara, the, the, the last administration is always going to influence what happens in the upcoming election. So to sit there and say that we... If we're going to evaluate the solutions going forward, Trump or, or Hillary Clinton, and not evaluate what's happened to us in the last eight years, or to your point, the previous eight years before Barack Obama took into office, I mean, it all, it's all part and parcel. The Iraq yes. War was a big uh, point of contention tonight on that debate stage. And by the way, okay. I think George W. Bush was a failure. So don't think that. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't think I'm just hating on Obama. We've had. Yeah. years and years decades of failures but tamara we gotta skate though we do have to let you go but uh thank you so much appreciate you joining thanks me. lady appreciate it all right thank you all right um yeah that uh started going the wrong way <laughs> didn't mean for it to get like that i was like okay well, I mean, you know, she she has uh, she has a point. She is she is typically outnumbered where she, you know, on Fox News, where a lot of folks there are conservatives or Republicans. And and she has to. And, and you know what? I don't envy a Democrat having to to defend the policies of the last eight years. It's uh, very hard to defend. I mean, this, it, this it really these is the people that tried to defend George W. Bush through his administration. And I'm like, sorry, guys, yeah. you can't carry water for people. I mean, if you certain if you support certain issues or whatever, that's fine. And. Um, yeah, I'm not going to beat up on anybody like that, but I'm going to hold you, you know, accountable for what you say and what you believe on that stuff. But it was interesting to, um, I, cause I really wanted to get her take what, what parts did you think, you know, Trump did well on if you're, if you're opposed to him. And she said basically what, what I said, and that is the, the parts about NAFTA and some of the stuff up front. Um, and then she mentioned race and she was right. He was losing it on race. That's where I think somewhere in the race question when they shifted is when it started going bad. I'm not sure what the trigger was though. Yeah. Oh, I, do we I got, got Robin back. Robin, got you're back. back. Are you back? Are you there? Relating that some some funny business is going on. <laughs> okay, you're there. But What's going on? Right, wrap it up. What, what was your final now? I, no, I just said that people on Twitter are thinking that there's something funny going on, possibly you know, whatever, uh, with the the uh, debaters. But no, what we, I was just saying before that uh, you know that Hillary really cleaned up. I don't know if you heard me say that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't cough. She didn't have a seizure. And I think that her supporters are, are really thrilled with that. And there she was looking good in the, in the red pantsuit. Now, I didn't think he looked as good or, or, you know, it was his virgin voyage. What do you want? It was the first time, you know? Given that, I guess, I, you're right. We hadn't talked about that. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, will, will this help either one of them, hurt either one of them? No, I, I just think that this doesn't move the, the needle a hair. I just want to tell you one thing that I was really inspired by, and that is that I was talking to students here at Hofstra all day. And, you know, they're really patriotic, and most of them, it's their first time voting. So, you know, they were really looking forward to seeing the speech. And through a lottery, uh, three, four hundred of them actually got in. And, and it was kind of cool to see that level of patriotism and enthusiasm for the political process here in America. That kind of inspires me. If uh, if you were in a bar and Donald Trump walked in, you'd let him buy you a drink, right? You didn't know him just based on his looks. 
It, it might have happened years ago at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> I, I, he didn't buy me a drink. He didn't buy me a drink, but I do have a picture with him. Yeah. So if he, you were at a bar nice, and Hillary Clinton walked in and you didn't know her, would you would you let her buy you a drink just based on your based on her looks? Well, sure, why not? <laughs> Absolutely. <not. laughs> All right, Robin, I'm sorry we didn't have more of you. We were having some issues there oh, no getting problem. through, but thanks so much. I appreciate your analysis as always. All right. All right. Have a, have, have a safe trip home. Bye. Uh, all right, Chris. So you're going to, um, you're going to cover this, I'm guessing, tomorrow on your radio programs, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you will as well, but yeah. I, I, it is, like I said, I, I don't think the needle was moved one way or the other. Uh, I, I guess the polling will, in, will indicate what, to what extent that is, that is true, but, at least for me watching. And, but, but again, you had an analysis that I think that was shared by everybody that I didn't get, which was a, a tale of two debates, first half and second half, which yeah. I just kind of went back through and listen. continuity. Uh, you know? Yeah. All right. We'll have full coverage for you all day tomorrow on TheBlaze.com and The Blaze Radio Network, starting with me tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, followed by Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, and then Chris Salcedo, of course. For Chris Salcedo, Robin Walensky, Michael Palka, and Ty Johnson, good night. to reactions and analysis of The Debate, The Blaze Radio Network. <laughs>